OK Oscar fans, I want you to grab a ringside seat for uh, the heavyweight bout between two Oscar pundits, me and Tarek Khan, uh, who are now going to take you through the Oscar race and tell you who's going to win, or at least I will. And uh, Tarek, I promise to give you the pounding you deserve when you deserve it, okay? Uh, yes, yes. Well, Mr. You know who's winning, so folks, don't listen to Tom. I'll tell you what's happening. So uh, you can trust me, not him. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, Tarek and I, with this every year, and we just slam each other you know, with um, it, at the it's stage It's a tradition, fire. right? It's, it's a tradition. tradition. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's your job listening to count, to predict how many times I'm going to call Tarek an idiot. <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, <laughs> but let's start with where we agree. But I think it's um, – I don't know your thinking on it. So fill me in on best picture, why Roma? Best picture, it's Roma. And, you know, it's funny, Tom, this year I feel very confident. And the reason is, you know, last year I remember speaking to voters uh, just before the uh, the voting uh, was ending, and I was hearing votes all over the place for Three Billboards and Shape of Water and Phantom Thread and Dunkirk. It was, it was hard to sort of gauge which film was going to come out on top with the, uh, with the presidential ballot. This year talking to voters, I don't know about you, but when I asked them, you know, what, what movie do you like? Uh, Overwhelmingly, they say Roma. They think it's a masterpiece. They think it's so brilliant. They're just raving about it. There's and I have a heard... lot of pushback right now going on. A lot of so that that, that kind of uh, uh, naysayer opinion with you know, oh, it's boring, it's overrated. Blah, blah. You're hearing that. I was with some of the campaign people last night for Roma, and I was telling them, I'd be interested to see if you agree with this. I think if the Oscars were two weeks away or three weeks away. Roma would be in serious trouble because that's starting to gather a kind of um, a collective voice. But I think it's okay. I agree with you now. I think it's safe for now. Yeah, you know, I would say, to be honest, about half the voters I've spoken to love it. <laughs> they think it's just uh, so brilliant. I think about a quarter or so say that, you know, they, they respect it. They don't love it. And then there is, I think, by my uh, estimation, about a quarter who, who despise it and think that it's so boring and that it's so pretentious and that it's, you know, it's the emperor's new clothes. So I do hear that contingent, but they, that seems to be in the minority. That's my sense, that it's yeah, not enough to overtake it. Outright voter uh, strength of Roma in a best picture race prior to BAFTA, which was not, what, a week ago or something. So, you know, we had had this presumption, us pundits, that this movie was out front. But we really didn't know that. All, it had one critic's choice, but uh, it, right. it, you know, and it won DGA, of course, so then we said, well, that often or usually lines up with best picture. But And now you and I feel confident about this because we've um, uh, you know, we're hearing from voters, et cetera, but it wasn't, this wasn't such a slam dunk prediction 10 days ago. Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, to be honest, I didn't switch to it until, until, um, I guess about a month ago or so after I saw it, I said, oh, this is not going to be the best picture. But you know, it's funny, um, it overperformed the nominations, hit 10 nominations, including categories like both sound, you know, both sound categories, got two acting yeah. nominations, you know, got in for production design and for writing, so it did very well there, tying the favorite with most nominations. And the thing is, Tom, what film really, on preferential ballot, can really overcome at this point? You know, um, right. it it's, it's a matter of... A logical, right. You know, right. No logical alternative. Exactly, exactly. I mean, this year, look, I mean, there, one film among the eight has to get that 50%, and they'll go through a number of rounds of tabulation, and, um, you know, there will be a number of voters who obviously, you know, vote against Roma, but in the, at the end of the day, 
Romans to throw most likely to get that 50% plus one and win best picture. I mean, it's not going to be um, the favorite um, I thought might have a chance, but it seems like there are a lot of voters who really are turned off by it. That's my sense that I've gotten. I mean, a well, lot well, love it. couldn't but even win best picture at BAFTA. At BAFTA, right, exactly. Well, <laughs> all the other categories, including Right, right, yes, like yes. I mean, the, the favorite, right, the favorite losing BAFTA, I mean, if it couldn't win there, it seems unlikely that it could win, you know, with the, with the U.S.-based Academy. And then Green Book, you know, with all the controversies it missed director, I mean, can it really get uh, those high-ranking votes across the board to uh, overtake Roma in the final rounds of the voting? I I don't see it exactly. I mean, I, a lot of voters like it, but it's not seen as being a real artistic achievement. Let's give it a true. Do. And right, that's been right. Our right uh, in terms of predicting the top Oscar eight out of the past ten years. Um, but yes. the, the, the sentiment has moved away from Green Book. That backlash is is uh, uh, you know taking its toll, and um, and there has been no logical alternative to emerge. Right. You know, and Tom, one thing about Green Book winning PGA. Okay, so it won that, and that does demonstrate some strength. But PGA, you don't have you know tech branches voting, and Green Book it got in for editing, but no other has no other craft support. So a film like Roma, that's seen as a technical masterpiece, that would seem to have the the advantage with the with the Academy, with all those you know all those tech branches voting as well. So. You know, Green Book would have to do really well with even the tech branches to come, you know, to come out on top in the uh, Best Picture race with the Academy. Right. And, um, and there's really, and there's really nothing else. I mean, can any? There's, I don't see. I mean, um, there's no way Black Panther's winning Best Picture. I'm not Bohemian Rhapsody as popular it is. That's not Best Picture. I just, there's really another film that can uh, come out on top. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we can skip over Best Director and Actress. We know that's uh, Helen Glenn's host. Uh, oh, by the, by the way, but Tom, one one thing I do want to say, though, I think Glenn, Glenn is winning, but I've heard a lot of support for Olivia Coleman. Like, I don't think she's winning, but it's made it a little too close for comfort, you know? I mean, she just she, she won BAFTA, and, uh, you know, again, I think Glenn, Glenn wins, but I don't think Glenn's going to feel really confident until they open the envelope and say your name. So, right, um, right. Uh, I agree that, that she's vulnerable there. But uh, what we are hearing from actual voters, though, is that it's all just, you know, it's a blend sweep. So, right. um, and about what we're hearing from um, Best Actor for, you know, I agree with you, Rami Malek wins here, but there's a lot of support for Bradley Cooper that is, uh, who, who, by the way, just won the Gold Derby Award for Best Actor. <laughs> the people obsessed with our website. Uh, of course, of course. The voters for Bradley over the ones you, The ones you count, right? The ones up at the Oscars. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, I, I think Rami's a lock, Tom. I mean, um, the anti-Rami vote, I think, is going to be split in different directions. There'll be some votes for Christian Bale and some votes for Bradley Cooper. You know, it's funny. Willem Dafoe getting in, that really hurt Christian Bale because those any votes for Willem Dafoe, I think, will come at Christian Bale's expense. So I just don't see any way that Rami can lose at this point. I mean, you know, I mean, winning winning Globe, winning SAG, winning BAFTA. People love his performance. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he, he, he has... Like right, exactly, part. exactly, exactly. I mean, all his speeches have been so fantastic. I mean, so gracious, and he's won people over. And you know, this year, I think, um, I think everyone's realized now this is his year, and uh, at this point, nothing's going to stop him. Yeah. Now, here is the uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, the idiot of your, your your best supporting actress prediction for Marina. Come. That's uh, right, Tom. That's only, right. But, uh, let me just finish. Not only is that absurd and indefensible, but you have the real winner, Regina King, down in third. That's right. Shame on you. That's a no, no, Tom. No, Tom. Listen to me. 
this race is ripe for an upset. Best Supporting Actress uh, is ripe for an upset. And normally when a race is ripe for an upset, Tom, the upset happens. You know, people, I think, are, are, are putting too much faith in Regina. Her support is very, very soft. They're assuming she's a frontrunner because she won Critics Awards, but has she won an industry award yet? Was it nominated for what SAG? Was it nominated at BAFTA? The film underperformed three nominations. I mean, where is this was the support for Regina? It's just not that strong. People are overestimating her. So this this race is is ripe for an upset, no, and I it is not right there. Though I, I think that where you're wrong here is I think that she. This is the equivalent of the Veteran Achievement Award. This is I mean uh, she's not you know old, but this is um, this is we we've seen it at the Emmys where she won three out of the last four races. And all of them were upsets. There is this Regina King thing in this town. She is just beloved and, um, and respected in every way. And so I think it has nothing to do with the movie, quite frankly, although her performance in the movie is, is terrific, and she does have that big money scene you need to win. Um, but that said, I think it's all about her. I don't even think the movie matters quite <laughs> It's no, actually, like you know, the white doesn't matter with with Glenn. Close. No, that's you can't really compla- uh, compare Glenn Close and Regina King. Glenn Close being on her seventh nomination, having been an Oscar nominated film since the 1980s. Um, this is Regina's well, first nomination. Be all about Glenn she's, Close. That's true. That's true. Right. But this is this is Regina's first nomination. She's not really seen as a film actress. I mean, she's been in a number of movies, but she's not. She's primarily seen as a TV actress. And look at her performance in Beale Street. It's very good. I mean, she's she, she's great. It's a small part. A lot of voters I spoke to, it's funny, didn't see it until like after she was winning all these awards, and they were kind of like surprised, like saying, you know, what, what, what's, what's, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, I mean, she was good, but it's such a small part, and even even the um, her killer scene, you know, at the end there, it's not that long a scene. I mean, um, that's not that's not a, that's not a sure thing. Ask her performance, Tom. You know, it just isn't. And it's not a sure after, thing. No, and after her missing. Tough. And after again, yeah. after her missing, after her missing SAG, missing Baptist, she's lost momentum. Um, the, the film again underperformed three nominations, no Best Picture. All the other nominees in, the, in this category are all in Best Picture nominees with either ten or eight nominations. Her film has three nominations. You know, I mean, she is in real trouble. And right. it's well, not that's that your people best argument there. Your best anti-Regina King argument is that it's not up for Best Picture, and that is also the problem Beale Street faces in these other categories where many right. people are presuming it's going to win music score and all these other things. And that is exactly. when in doubt, when making your Oscar predictions, yes. go for the nominee that is a Best Picture nominee. In right, yes. Beale Street, I think, that it is the exception to the rule uh, because it has such literary heft to it. It was so well regarded, and I think you would agree that if there were ten nominees, if they had extended the list Best picture to ten, it would have been on there. It was down there at number nine or ten. Oh right, you know, per, perhaps. But again, you're saying if it's so well regarded, Tom, then how couldn't it get in over, 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 you know, uh, over Bohemian Rhapsody and over, you know, Black Panther? I mean, it, it missed. You know, I mean, um, it just uh, the support just you know isn't there. I mean, it wasn't nominated in big categories at BAFTA. Wasn't nominated at SAG at all. I mean, it no, just hasn't been. Didn't move it. It's not considered a failure. Right. No. So. No. It's fine. No. It's it's fine. But again, the support there for her is it's, it's it's not enough to carry her to victory. And oh, also, you're Tom, just talking what? yourself into no. your no, I'm not. Your no, Marina, uh, no, no. And Tom, your ridiculous Marina argument. Go ahead. Again, I wrote, I wrote the article on Goldberry. Now, one thing, Tom, is that in this year's acting races, I think we have three sure things. I mean, Glenn Close, uh, Rami Malek, uh, Mahershala Ali. Supporting actress, this is the one place 
where voters can actually give us a curveball. And you know as well as I do, in one place that they can, they love to shock us. This is how we got Marissa Tomei. This is how we got Anna Paquin. This is how we got Marsha Gay Harden and Tilda Swinton, you know, and James Coburn. This is a chance for voters completely to do their own thing. They don't, they don't owe it to Regina King right. at all. When we have these you upsets that come in support. But, right, exactly. Uh, but I think if it happens, it's, it's Richard E. Grant over on Supporting Actor. I hear so many votes from I do, too. I do, too, yes. Him. It's overwhelming. Right. And um, it's just like everyone's little protest vote, but their secret little, you know, uh, discovery vote. That's where uh, I think we could see the, uh, the big surprise. But go on. Carry on with the Marina right. No, but again, most, most, I mean, most voters. She's in a best picture nomination. Well, no, that's, no, that's not it. That's, it's almost it's almost process of elimination. Okay, so support for Regina. Let's 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 take Regina out of the, out of the equation for a second. Okay, Amy right. Adams is probably out. Look, I mean, um, the the feeling seems to be that she's a great actress and gives a good performance, but this is not her Oscar role. So, uh, if she'd won it, sad, maybe she might have been in the running. If she would maybe won it, BAFTA, but she's not won anything. It just seems to be like a losing performance. Even she realizes she's out. She's out of it. And uh, then you take the, the two ladies from uh, the favorite, and uh, I mean, there's more support for for Rachel. If she had never won before, she'd be a slam dunk. Um, if she wasn't competing against Emma, she'd be a slam dunk. I heard as many votes for Emma Stone as they have Regina King, but Emma, Emma is getting some votes, and that's that's coming yeah, at, right. at Rachel's at Rachel's expense. And Marina here, this reminds me of the race 25 years ago when um, Schindler's List was a sure thing for picture and director, and Tom Hanks and Holly Hunter were sure things for lead acting races, and Tommy Lee Jones uh, looked good in supporting for supporting actor, supporting actress. People thought Winona Ryder because she won the Globe um, was was going to win. I said, you know, folks, hang on, there's going to be a surprise here. Anna Paquin is going to win. People thought I was crazy, but I was raving about Anna Paquin. Oh, you right one. And no, no, no. There, there's, one the if there's, one, if there's one category where they, where they can go their own way, throw us a curveball, they'd love to do that. And here, Marina and Roma, they love Roma. There's a lot of support for well, Roma. You it's a great performance. This, uh, prediction. No, he, hear me out. All the way up to Oscar. <laughs> hear me it's, out. There's a, a lot of support. A gold derby is expert. Uh, and you, of course, are Tom, in that. Tom, hang on. There's a lot of support. <laughs> where you're going down, baby. Hear, hear me. Hear, hear me out, Tom. There's a lot of support for Roma. They love this film here. There's not many places to really vote for on your ballot. I mean, you know, director, cinematography, foreign language film. But elsewhere, you know, you can't really vote for, for actress or screenplay or <laughs> the sound awards. This is one place to, to vote for it. And by and, the way, I haven't heard any votes for her either. Uh, I definitely so, haven't. In fact... But the most common vote I've heard, to actually, Tom, from in this category is uh, the voters say they don't know, and that shows that they are they're 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 ready for an upset. They're ready to 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 to, uh, to give us a surprise here, and it's it's going to be Marina. If it's not Marina, it's Rachel, but it's probably not Regina. The um, possibility of an upset in supporting actor by the actor of uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, I think. Let's stick with that movie because that movie could be the big spoiler in adapted screenplay, right? Now, uh, Black Klansman seems to be solidly out front. Um, it's uh, Spike Lee's never won before. He was nominated once before in screenplay, never previous to this year in directing. So th- he's really, really overdue, even though they gave him an honorary recently. Um, the, uh, the, the alternative, can you ever forgive me, uh, one of the writers' guild, it's about a writer, and it's, um, I think this is a closer race than most people say. I'm going to yes. KKK, but boy, I'm worried about, uh, can you ever forgive me? Right, yeah, same thing. You know, it's funny. I actually predicted, can you forgive me? I predicted, I predicted it for WG. I predicted it for BAPTA as well. I thought that it would relate to those voters, and it lost there. 
the black trans are winning a BAFTA, that makes me think that you can probably win at the uh, at the at the Oscars as well. That's my sense. I mean, with um, the film has done so well this season, Black Klansman uh, has seven nominations. But it hasn't won anything. You uh, won the BAFTA for a screenplay. Well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> okay. In terms of, no, no, we had it outside for Best Picture. Remember last August, we experts at Gold Derby, and it just had the perfect pedigree, and it overperformed early in award season by getting all of those nominations you need to prove that you're a Best Picture winner. I mean, it would get both right. It would both get picture, uh, director, and writer, all three of those, at, at, mm. and all the key awards, etc. It was really nailing it. And so, uh, if there had just been a slightly bandwagon that got set off somewhere, like like DGA or something, that could have happened, but it just never, never did. Right. You know, but I, but I sense that they will want to give Black Klansman something and give a Spike Lee an award and adapted screenplay is just a perfect place. So it is close, but I think uh, I think Black Klansman, you know, wins. But if, but again, you're, but Tom, if, if can you forgive me, if that shows up somewhere, it will be supporting the actor. Because like you, I've, I'm hearing a lot of votes for Grant. I mean, I thought Grant would win BAFTA. I mean, if Grant had won BAFTA, he would have not picked for the Oscar when he lost that. I mean, Mahershala winning, you know, uh, the Globe, Critics' Choice, SAG, and BAFTA makes him seem uh, unbeatable. Um, can he can he lose after winning all those? I mean, is that really possible? Uh, I You've uh, counted up 10 Oscar, actual Oscar votes for supporting actor, and uh, it's five and five between those two. Yeah. You know, it's funny, D. You know, Tom, it's funny because I swear here, I probably heard uh, evenly split between the two, between um, between Mahershala and uh, and uh, and Grant. The thing I think will likely carry uh, Ali to victory is that Green Book is Best Picture nominee, and this is probably the only place he can win something. And you know, um, I think that carries him through at the end of the day. That's my sense, but it's but it's uh, it's a photo finish. Yeah, you and know, I'm tempted, to point out, of course, that the role that Richard E. Grant plays is very much like Addison DeWitt and George Sanders won for that. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, 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 right, yeah. If Grant had won BAFTA, I mean, I, I've been predicting him all season long until he lost BAFTA. When he lost BAFTA, I said, you know, I don't know what it is. I, just, I mean, I, I I feel like Ali, it's category fraud. He should be in lead, but um, he's in supporting. He's oh, won yeah, everything. Sure. And he, he's, he's, you know, um, he's... Um, He's likely going to win, although um, although not a lot, though, we agree, right? I mean, that uh, upset really could happen there. So, Yeah, it definitely could. Now, I want to jump down to documentary feature. I finally switched this morning to free solo from RBG. But boy, I'm so tempted to switch right back. You know, RBG feels important. And it's on Netflix. You know, Netflix is, is a... Big factor this year at the Oscars, and more than just the fact that it's the studio that gave us Roma, it also gave us, you know, period, end of silence in that mm-hmm. uh, live action short thing. And if, if you go on to Netflix right now, as I did last night, just to kind of test this experience as a user, boy, these Oscar movies are right in front of you. Where you went? There was Roma, and there was RBG, and there was period. You can get them off your screen. Right, right. And we, we've seen as, as award experts, you and me, how powerful uh, Netflix is at the SAG Awards, for example. Right. Now that they're getting a, a, making a major investment in the awards front with Lisa Payback and her team at, in-house at Netflix, all of a sudden, uh, we could be seeing the, the rocket really take off here. So, uh, anyway, 
the, the, right. the Netflix factor is, is a big plus sure. for these contenders. No, definitely. And that's yeah. RPG, and she's a hero. I said, so I know Free Solo is a really is a much better documentary, but does that even matter? Uh, you know, RBG could win. I, sw- I it's funny. I had a number one until BAFTA when Free Solo won BAFTA. I moved uh, that up to number one. Um, it just seems that RBG. It's a good documentary, uh, a very good documentary. It's very much a kind of a formula of documentary. It's not really uh, that yeah, groundbreaking in any way. And no, it does. No, it's so no, BAFTA, no, it does how matter. Much do they really know uh, Ginsburg over there? They, they don't have the same kind of. Uh, no, sure. We were right. At the person who's going to has been saving the republic. <laughs> we looked at her as right, like the right. mother goddess of uh, of uh, justice, and um, she's uh, she's beyond heroic to all of us, especially right now during the, uh, these turbulent political times. Right, exactly. Yes, no. If it wins, that will that's that's probably going to be the reason why it, why it wins. I mean, it, it is a very good documentary. You know, Free Solo. There's been a real big search for Free Solo in recent weeks. It's funny. I mean, I I last month just last month I um I hosted a Q and A in New York with um, with Alex Honnold. You know, the prime the subject of Free Solo it went really well. And you know, if voters see Free Solo on the big screen, I remember seeing it, uh, that was in a special IMAX screening. I hosted this Q and A with Alex. And if they see it uh, on the big screen, I'm not sure how many did. Free Solo is winning because it looks amazing on a big oh, screen, I know. especially on it's, it's just it's just the footage, absolutely. you know. It's and the one thing too about Free Solo is that it, like many of the Oscar-winning documentaries of recent, um, it tells a story. It has an arc, you know. Um, and there's you know there's there's a plot, and there's you know it thickens, and there's the then there's the Dana Denouar, and you know um, it just it feels richer than RBG, which is very much kind of you know paint by the numbers and and well done, but. Doesn't quite have the same fireworks, the excitement that Free Solo does. So uh, that's why my Free Solo takes it. I agree with everything you're saying, but boy, that it, as a voter, my uh, uh, my uh, uh, pen would go right to the check off that box. Let's jump to that other Netflix cliffhanger uh, category: best documentary short with period end of silence. You have it at number one. And I do too. period of end of silence. Yes, end of sentence. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my argument is uh, all that that. Uh, we just talked about its enormous presence on Netflix and as a contender. It's also um, um, the uh, 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 film uh, with a female, an urgent female point of view. Right. And I think that as a uh, as a woman watching this, I think that that is a great plus in its favor. Right. Have you seen all five of the documentary shorts? Have you seen yes, them all? I have. Okay, because okay, and I, and I will tell you, and I hope I wonder if you agree, but um, I think period in, in a sense is an absolute lock. It's a slam dunk. There's no way it's going to it's going it's going to lose. I saw it, you know, in a theater um, when it was first when they first uh, you know uh, played them here, and um, um, I asked everyone in the audience afterwards which was the best one, and it was unanimous for period and of sense. Wow. Like far far and away, nobody said Black Sheep or Endgame or or Life. But it's funny, it's the same thing that happened last year. We talked about this. I told you when I saw the the Dark Shorts last year, um, it was unanimous for Heaven's a Traffic Jam in four or five. There was no way that was losing. And yeah, this well, year, the title <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And but it's like, like last year there were some other you know solid contenders. This year, honestly, the Lifeboat, Black Sheep, and End Game, they're just not strong enough. They're, they're just, very weak. Yeah, there's no so period. That is, I think, one of the one of the biggest locks after Alfonso Cuarón for Best Director. It's uh, it's it's a slam dunk. It's not going to lose. All right. Well, let's move over to Best Live Action Short. I agree with you that Detainment uh, seems like just from me watching the five, I liked Fall the best. I thought that was one. Really interesting. Uh, okay. 
uh, but and that's what I would vote for. But I think detainment has some kind of importance to it. It's based on a real thing. Uh, I was with a group of, of uh, our Oscar buddies last night, and when I was making my case for detainment while we all had dinner and blasted each other for our predictions, <laughs> Uh, uh, I got shouted down at the table like, no, oh, come on, there's no way detainment can win. Uh, it does have a controversy of, of the of mild, you know, minor controversy of the family um, um, objecting to, of the victim, you know, objecting to, uh, or was not informed that this was in the works, etc. But anyway, give me your argument for detainment. Okay, sure. Well, first of all, let me just say that um, don't listen to me because I'm, I think I'm going to be wrong. Uh, but but here's my here's my here's my analysis of live action short. Um, uh, Mother, um, it's an extended scene more than a film. It's well done, but it 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 it's just basically one long scene and no resolution, so that's out. Flop to me is like it's like one half of a movie uh, of a short film, and, and you know I, it ended up like wait a minute, I wanted I wanted more, so that's my feeling. Flops can't win. Marguerite, which I know was the favorite, right? Um, I thought it was the slowest and most boring I one. I, I mean, oh, I, God, I, I mean, now it's the only one um, that's not violent, and you know, you don't. I mean, it's probably the, the most uplifting, believe it or not, about a dying woman. Wow, but I, um, I, I don't see Marguerite winning. So it comes down to detainment and skin. Now, skin actually, looking at the the past short film winners, is actually the best model. Like it follows that short film plot structure. You know, introduces the characters, sets up the plot. Um, there's, um, you know, conflict, and then there's a, a, a nice, uh, or I should say, tidy resolution at the, at, the, at the very end. So in that regard, you know, skin would seem to be, you know, a strong contender. But a couple things. One is skin, and I, um, I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but it's um, the whole thing. It's very, very contrived. And I've got to say this: there, there's a beating scene in it, which to me was just too much. It was so graphic, so gratuitous. Um, I have to wonder if voters will will reject it because of that. I mean, because to me it was just it, it um, they they could have left more to the imagination. So that's why I I can't pick skin. Detainment basically was was the was the best. Um, in, it was the the, the best. Uh, it was the most like a like a feature film. You know, the yeah. production values, the acting, that the kids in it were fantastic. I mean, it just it was uh, it was well shot, well edited, and you know, it, the story itself, you know, which we you know it's based on a true story of the the, the British toddler who was uh, who was murdered by two uh, young boys. You know, um, they don't show too much. You know, I mean, you obviously know what, what's happened, but they don't shoot, show too much. And uh, the boys who play it are are terrific. And the controversy, you know, it's not about the film itself; it's about the fact that it was made without their without their their knowledge. But it's not about anything in the film itself. So. I don't know if that's really, you know, if the controversy hurts it that much. I don't, I don't know. know. So let's controversy. Let's jump right. over to animated shorts. Yes. You are the only pundit in the universe who is not predicting Boa. If I'm pronouncing right. that correct, you, is, you, is, it, is, it Bowers a, is it is it Bowers or Boa? How do you pronounce it? Bow? I thought it was Bow. I could I be wrong. Well, well, okay, I'm let's sure. just say Bow. Let's just say Bow. We're wrong. We're wrong. Um, sure yeah, you, you've you've seen all five, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Bao, I think everyone's picking it because it's Pixar, and, it, and it's good, um, but I don't think it's winning. I don't think it's winning. I, think, I don't think it's the best one. Um, I thought um, – and, and Bao was good. It was, it was good, uh, no, no question. But um, I thought One Small Step was a stand, was the standout. I mean, the animation, the story, the music, it was so tight, and it, it, it ended, and you sort of feel – you know, you felt happy, uh, you know, about it. Um, other people I spoke to really loved One Small Step as well. And it's funny, um, one of my best Oscar sources is not, not a Academy member, but just, just a source of mine who's been very good in the past. Um, he's a guy who two, two years ago, he guaranteed me that Sing would win live action short. I wasn't sure, but he guaranteed me, and I picked it and it won. 
And I asked him, I said, he, he saw these. I said, what's winning? And he goes, it's not Bao. And I said, really? He goes, no. And he, he, said, he said, one small step. And here's his reasoning, was that Bao, you know, it's about this, this over-possessive, you know, mother. Um, this is the parent that no child wants to have, you know. <laughs> and it's, it's the parent that, no, that no, nobody wants to be. And, you know, her, like, sort of eating the dumpling, that's, that, that's, that's, her, that's her child. It's, you know, very, you know, off-putting. That's, that's what he said. That's what, it's a very off-putting, but it's so intriguing. No, uh, it, it is. It, it has is. this kind of artistic pretension. It's grotesque and all that, but it's Asian. So you say, okay, well, that's a mm-hmm. culture, different way they look at things. It's, it's Pixar. It's, you know, it's all these things. Um, it's, it's, you feel like it's a, it's, there's a lot of creativity went into it. Uh, right. No, true, true. But then one small step, his argument, um, I'm going to call my friend, I'm going to call him JC. His argument was that one small step, you know, it's about, you know, a girl who, a little girl who, who dreams of becoming an astronaut, you know. And he said, you know, what young person hasn't had, you know, had this dream, you know, of doing something really, really crazy. I mean, they couldn't do it and then, you know, succeeding. And it's a story that you everybody relates to, you know. That was his actual reasoning for a sing winning, you know, uh, the live action short two years ago, you know, about about the kids in the uh, in the choir. He said everyone's been in a chorus and knows what's that like. Everyone knows what it's like, to, you know, to be in a chorus and not. Being like you're going to have to sing, and so he he used the um, relatability factor to one small step. So, yes. By the way, if there's an upset here too, um, if Bao and one small step split the vote, um, watch out for weekends. I mean, it was my no, favorite, that but is some, so boring. but some, but, uh, but some people oh, have, have really liked it. So, <laughs> yes, didn't win the um, it won the, it won the Annie for an animated short, right? Weekends did. Did it? Oh my. Yes. Yeah, so again, I don't think it's winning, but. If there's a real split between bow and one small step, it's not impossible. So just keep that in mind. Uh, so, but Tom, remember, we often we often see surprises in the, in the short uh, in the short film categories. So yeah, remember, five years ago, we all we all we all we all thought that Disney, you know, get a horse was going to win. That was Mr. Hublot, you know. So they watch and they don't they don't automatically vote for Pixar. You know, Pixar loses uh, frequently. In Mr. Category, Hublot had so. had artistic pretension to it, and so um, I don't think the one small step has that. Um, Anyway, the um, let's go talk about the sound categories. You've got Bohemian Rhapsody at number one in both. I think I had them at number one in both yesterday, and then I changed. I've been going back and forth, pushing A Quiet Place up to number one in sound editing, but keeping I, – I think Bohemian Rhapsody has sound mixing locked up. I agree with you. They often go for the musical there, the, right. the absolute um, sophistication – of weaving these old recordings of Freddie Mercury and all of that with a contemporary movie um, um, audio track and all of that stuff and syncing up that Live Aid concert at the end. What they did was really impressive. Uh, and plus, it fits all those. It's the best picture on it. It fits all those things. But, and if you go to Bohemian Rhapsody for some mixing, they often, not always, line up the two movies. Sure. Um, but you disagree. What's your argument here? Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I must say, early on, I had First Man for both because I thought First Man was a technical masterpiece, you know. And but then it started losing. You know, lost BAFTA, lost um, uh, you know Cinema Audio, um, lost uh, NPSE. I mean, First Man. I don't know why it's been crash landing all award season, hasn't it? So, Bohemian Rhapsody has been doing so well. Uh, it's a Best Picture nominee, and it's been doing so well in, in the sound categories, in particular. So. I think it takes both, you know. Um, I was worried at first that maybe in sound mixing there'd be some split between Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born, yeah. which could allow First Man to, to squeak through. But I don't think support for Star Is Born is there. I think I think Bohemian Rhapsody wins mixing. And you know, for editing, um, I think I think people actually think about you know um, taking those the, the the old tracks and marrying them together, you know, in, in the film and how skillful that was. 
I'm looking over your predictions here. I'm scrolling up and down on my computer. Where, 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 where is the most vulnerable next for my next attack? <laughs> um, oh, oh, what about what do you, you have favorite for production design as well? Yes, and that's that's your other Black Panther uh, oddity here. Um, yes, you know, again, I would vote for the, the favorite. You know, um, I wasn't a huge fan of Black Panther, but um, the, they had to create a you know a whole new world for for that movie, and it was um, you know it was very impressive. The favorite, you know, I mean, it was exquisite, but there weren't really that many sets in it. You know, uh, uh, you're actually talking about the what deserves to win. Forget that. We're talking about the Oscars type. Uh, right, that's what I just said. I said I would vote for the favorite, but Black Panther will probably win. So I'm telling you what what is probably going to win. Well, these are pretentious snobs voting, and they they go they just go for the favorite because it's the critically acclaimed, you know, British costume drama, and that's they go to that automatic voting. Um, Black Panther does have the best production design. It, It does have the best costume. It deserves all of those awards. But these are superhero movies that. You know, they, they're just this year welcoming in a serious way for Best Picture. Uh, this, it's like baby steps for them. You know, come oh, on. right. Oh, sure. No, but that's what they'll give Black Panther. I mean, not Best Picture, but a couple of tech awards. And these are these are perfect places. Also, remember, you know, in production design, once again, Black Panther is like the one, you know, fantasy film. The other four, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Roma, First Man, they're all period films. Um, so there's going to be some split there. And, um, you know, Black Panther can easily get a – or not easily, but will likely get a plurality. So – um, it's going to win. Black Panther's not going home empty hands. It's, it's going to uh, it's going to pounce a few times on Oscar night time. Come on, you know that, right? Black Panther's not going to go home with that with nothing. They're going to vote for it. It's been underperforming uh, all the awards everywhere, and we all all of us Oscar quote unquote experts thought Black Panther was going to be much more ferocious to keep your metaphors going um, <laughs> uh, than it has been, and it's just disappointed us over and over again. Oh, right. Well, it won SAG Ensemble. Um, again, it's not winning picture, but it'll win a couple of tech awards. Uh, costume yeah. production design are very, very likely. So, yeah. Okay, uh, let's wrap up. Any final thoughts on the ceremony itself? Well, boy, I, I'm not sure how, the, how it's going to go without a host, right? I mean, um, you know... Um, at least they're putting all 24 categories in the show. That was um, that would have been a travesty if they really kept out four categories. So at least we have that. And um, you know, let's see if they can keep the uh, the show running, you know, uh, on schedule. And uh, I don't like well, the way that they're going to be that they're going to be, you know, um, they're only giving people 90 seconds. The moment that their name is called, I mean, you know, they really need, need to give the, um, the the winners a little more time to talk and cut the endless montages. That's what makes the show so long. You know, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel. You know, having a, you know, going across the street to a theater. I mean, cut those things out and oh, stick to the awards. And you know, I know they're going to do the songs, but uh, but just uh, trim the fat. But uh, but don't um, don't cut people off speaking. That just uh, tells us a very a very poor taste. What about this idea? Uh, I agree with what you said, but I, I let's take the opposite point of view for a second uh, and say that um, the Oscars need to have more categories. They need to have an ensemble award, a stud award. They need um, you know, uh, more tech awards for high def uh, everything, right? And they need a, a, a voiceover performance, an animated film. They need that as an acting category, and maybe two acting categories. Anyway, all that stuff. Uh, if, if the Oscars are ever going to do what, and they have to do that someday, um, one way to accommodate all those awards on the air is the way that the Tonys do it. And uh, Glenn White, the, the director of this year's Oscar show and the previous three, also directs the Tonys and does a really 
tasteful job of those of those awards bestowed during commercial breaks for those quote unquote below the line categories. Um, I, I'm with you. I think those those uh, categories are essential to Oscars historically, and uh, it's just part of the ritual of the watching watching experience, etc. So it's like uh, going to church. It's supposed to be boring, and this is the high holy event of Hollywood. So just shut up and, and sit through it all because that's the spectacle, right? Well, yes, and you know, you know, with um, with all these with all twenty four categories, you know, they can always get the the biggest stars to present the most, you know, the most boring categories. You know, <laughs> I mean, a lot of times actually, when you have, when you have the comedians like last year. When they had Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph presenting, you know, the um, the short, you know, documentary short subject and and live action short, they were hysterical, you know. So I mean, have the uh, the the best, uh, most entertaining stars present the most boring categories, so you can make a great show and get all the awards out there and make it interesting. So it's um, it's uh, it's not that hard, I don't think. No, I agree with you. Uh, final thought: Are you if you what what prediction of yours are you most nervous about? And my mind between now and Sunday. Well, I'm going to say again, I feel very good about Marina de Tavira. There's going to be an upset in supporting the actress, and I feel very, very good about that. Um, you know, I, I'm debating it. Honestly, we didn't talk about this about, um, about visual effects. You know, right. because um, uh, real quickly, if I can just mention, you know, I, I was debating between Adventures and uh, Ready Player One. And, um, you know, um, some people pointed out to me that um, normally the big – you know, popcorn pictures, the blockbusters, you know, that are really effects heavy and probably deserve visual effects don't win. And in the past 25 years, only um, one film with just one nomination uh, of its own has won visual effects, I guess, Jungle Book. And this year in visual effects, uh, First Man is the only uh, nominee with multiple nominations. And so I've got that over Avengers and Ready Player One. Don't feel confident, but, I, you know, I just um, – Looking at stats, it seems like it may actually be the uh, the favorite, um, and that'd be a chance for first man to win. That's something. a very so. interesting. Uh, yeah, that's a great limb to go out on. But I would argue yeah. that they didn't even watch uh, first man because it's so boring. It's just, or they just watched ten minutes of it. It's just uh, they should have rethought making that movie in the first place. You know, uh, to do a movie about the very colorless Neil Armstrong, and then let the family have approval on the way he's depicted. Right. Land, uh, basic storyline that uh, even the great Damien Giselle and Justin Hurwitz and all of them just there's just not so, enough there to so, make a movie So you, you think Avengers wins visual effects? Yes, well that's uh, I'm just going with the assumption of everyone else too, but I... Oh, well, that's always a smart thing to do, right, Tom? <laughs> I know, so it's a really say. dumb thing to do because you know, you're bringing up great points, yeah. Yes, so... Okay, my friend, well we will uh, uh, uh you know, pick this up uh, later, and uh, yes, good luck. Uh, okay, yes, good. I'm going to crush you, you know. So you oh, never, you. never. Just, just wait. We'll talk after the Oscars, Tom. So okay, you'll be okay. Great, good luck.